What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? It is Justin Treese. It is Dan Keeper for another episode of Talking Football. The 2023-2024 season is officially done. Sad, sad moment, but also it was a great season. It was fun. We had some good times. We had a lot of bad times. And here we are having to watch the Chiefs be victorious yet again. Yeah, it's, you know, and I know we'll get breaking down the game, but if we went back to August and we were like, all right, let's make a list of four, five teams that could win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs were on that list, even at their lowest point during the season when, you know, wide receivers were pitching the ball when they shouldn't. Guys were trying to catch a pass and ended up flipping it to the defense, you know, silly penalties, whatever it might be. You and I both kept saying, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if this team just turns it on in the playoffs and makes a run. Yeah, and once you know it, look at the playoffs. Uh, you know, all right, You want? should we just get into it? I mean, yeah, so I, I mean. By well, halftime, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it start. It's like the. It's almost like the Brady effect right now. Is like, yeah, like, like it used to always be like, yeah. I mean, two minutes left, and Brady has the ball. Okay, you know this game's over. I mean, you just have that now with Patrick Mahomes, right? And I, uh, you know, we used to have a rule since this is a gambling podcast that at least I did, where whenever Aaron Rodgers was getting points when he was, uh, you know, it was Packers was plus whatever, man. you just take take Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, I mean. Playoffs, I don't know why we kept making Mahomes a dog, but yeah. that was literally free money every week. And I and I took the bait every single time. Right. Because you remember <laughs> in the regular season, you're like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're they're not the complete team that we've seen in the yeah. past. You know, they're this, they're that, they're anything. It doesn't matter because you have Mahomes. When we previewed the Super Bowl, I think my entire breakdown was basically yada yada yada. Here's a stat, there's a stat, but at the end of the day, you have Patrick Mahomes. And when you have an elite quarterback or the best quarterback in the league, a guy who is, I think we can safely say now, on a trajectory to be one of, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, how it's, do you, how could you ever say that you don't have a chance in a game? Yeah. I mean, it's actually very safe to, for me to and comfortable for me to say that he is the second best quarterback of all time as of yeah, right now. But I'm now. saying he is no, on a path to saying. be the greatest, 100%. if not one of. A hundred percent. I think worst case scenario, if his career ended today, he ends up at number two, like all time. Like that's worst case. If he, scenario, just, if he never plays another snap of a ball. Correct. You think, think we've seen a- enough where it's yes. like, I'm putting him above the Aaron Rodgers is of the world, yes. putting him above the Elways, the Marinos, Eli, because he's got two Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you gotta, if, if you don't you mention to. Eli Manning when you're you talking about to. great quarterbacks, somewhere a Giants fan will lose his shit and be like, there's only one quarterback that stopped Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, we know. We know. Yeah. Mouth so, breather Eli, we know. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I think it's safe to say that. Um, and like I was, I, and I, I've just been thinking about that, like, a lot this whole week of like, okay, like what does he have to do? And honestly, it kind of feels like he like one, he needs to win another one with with the Chiefs. And then he act I feel like he needs to win another one without Kelsey and without Reed. I think it's more impressive for him to win one without Reed than without Kelsey. Um like like if, if you had to say which uh piece outside of Mahomes was the most important to the Chiefs, I would say Andy Reid is more important than Travis Kelsey. Yeah, agreed. 
Like, I don't think that's a huge stretch. Like, Kelsey yeah, is think- very reliable this year. Um, more than other years, you know, they truly had to lean on him as someone who could simply get open and yeah. catch the pass going his way. But, you know, towards the end of the year, we saw that, uh, you know, Rasheed Rice really came on. I totally. think he's going to be a very crucial part of this Chiefs moving forward. But look at the Super Bowl. We got, you know, MVS. We got uh, Michael Hardman out here scoring touchdowns. Yeah. So, like, you know, shit, it's not like they can't get it done if Travis Kelce isn't there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also, I mean, we started just talking at the start, but I forgot to mention, obviously, everybody's like, this is weird. You don't have, like, the Chiefs fan on this podcast. And I know, I'm here, right here comes here. the joke. Here I'm, comes I'm, the joke. I'm I, knew, right here. I knew you were going to say that. Um, Austin is not here because he was at the parade today. And so he just did not get home in time. Which brings me to the other point is he is safe. um, And we actually considered not podcasting tonight because of what happened today. Um, But we decided just to like go with it, just to go with it and just keep our schedule. But like just heartbreaking, man. Like this, what America is in this sense is just, it's, it's sickening. So hearts go out to everybody that was there, everybody impacted everything like that. So it sucks because um you know not to uh like you know take any attention away from the horrible act that was but the super bowl parade is one of those i think under the radar events that bring you a lot of joy even if your team didn't win it because you could have tom brady absolutely going off on avocado tequila or whatever the hell it is um i was waiting for a jason kelsey sighting today on social media Uh, he is having a stanley cup type run of excitement even though his he didn't win the super bowl (laughs) yeah Uh, it's been electric Uh, i don't know if you ever see like i don't follow hockey but like the stories of like what the teams do with like the stanley cup for like three months after the season of just like partying yeah they all get it very very about that yeah and that's normally what you get with a super bowl party or super bowl parade excuse me And, and, and it's too bad that you know we're in a age we're in a stage as a country where people instead of looking at this as an opportunity to celebrate to let off to you know appreciate what it took you know what six eight nine months lifelong dreams are being realized and instead they take that as an opportunity for themselves to hurt people to put a negative light on things and uh yeah you're right that is it's just terrible it is terrible so um yeah, so we just wanted to make sure we said that we didn't go without saying it on the podcast. Um, but moving back into football, um, the game was fun. I mean, it was an exciting game. I liked it. Um, obviously, I didn't like the outcome. I was, I mean, I've been very vocal that I was rooting for the Niners. Um, so I didn't love that. But I thought overall it was a fun game to watch. It was a good one to go out on. Um, I'm having <laughs> – I'm. I'm starting to realize that maybe I'm just getting old and like the social media stuff is like bothering me, but like there's few things that's happened over the last couple of days that's just really bothering me. One, the Rams and Eagles dunking on the Niners, like players what? dunking on them. Have you not seen this? So Fletcher, no, Fletcher I mean, there Cox was a, and so, oh, players Donald. are doing it. Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald coming at the Niners being like, we got something you guys don't have, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it's fair. They it's beat fair. you this year. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm also like, you both 
didn't get wins against Patrick Mahomes either. Like you guys, you guys got the years where you didn't have to face Patrick Mahomes. And um Eagles, when you did weird. have to face Patrick Mahomes, you guys also lost. So that's also weird. Um, especially the Eagles one. Like at least the Rams are like rivals with the Niners. Like the Eagles, like they they hate on Debo Samuel because Debo said if we had a quarterback the last NFC championship, we would have won, which is probably a fair statement. Um it's- Hard to argue against, but sure. Okay. I mean, you have the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, right. I'll tell you what, uh, what I don't like, and it happens all the time, is uh, obviously my Twitter feed is different than yours since I'm in Wisconsin. So as soon as the Niners lost, Packer fans were out here dunking on the 49ers. And I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, fellas, they just beat you. Beat you two weeks ago. Like, and they've, Three weeks owned for, for as much as the Packers have owned the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs, the San Francisco 49ers have owned the Green Bay Packers in the yep. playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't get, get that. I don't get like, that. Like, I, like, like I'm not out here like, you know, doing cartwheels when the bills get beat in the playoffs because they own the dolphins right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, nah, because the, that, that, that argument, I have nothing to stand on. Yeah, like I'm happy when they lose, but I'm not like, oh yeah, serves you right. Like, uh, no, dude, because you're yeah, they still, still they still work your three ass. times a year. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's that one. The other one is like, and everybody's probably like, yeah, like if I don't hear the name Taylor Swift again, like everybody would be happy. One like doesn't bother me at all. Like that they show her, like doesn't bother me at all. And I think that like I actually have a, I feel confident in saying it doesn't bother. 95 percent of people it doesn't bother them like i think i don't think it really does when it's all said and done most people are like whatever like the week the first week that she went to the game it bothered people because they showed her instead of showing replays of like actual plays right that's why it bothered people like but then like you keep going to like her booth and showing her being excited i actually don't think that it bothers people so one for the five five ish percent of people that it does bother one grow up Two, for the people that have to be, like, defending her on Twitter, like, football fans that are defending her on Twitter, and, like, be like, are you mad that they're showing other people or whatnot? Like, you also grow up. Like, like you're just, like, beating into what you say that bothers you about that. So, anyways, good for Taylor Swift. It's awesome. I think it's yeah, great. I think, I think if, the game uh, grew. It was awesome. If you if you um are all about, like, the Jason Kelsey at the game things – but get mad about Taylor Swift. This is your reminder to schedule your prostrate exam. Bingo. <laughs> I mean, like, Bingo. just come on. Yes, exactly. So, anyways, um, I thought it was awesome. I love the, I love the celebration that where it was showing like her and Travis, you know, dancing together and stuff like that, and then immediately going to Jason and you know and dancing and celebrating. I, I mean, I loved it all. I thought it was awesome. Have Again, you seen? the video um, of the chief celebrating and they're like at a bar or something like that. And it's like Taylor and Travis and they're kissing and they're like hugging and stuff. And then the camera just pans over to Jason Kelsey and he's got like a trash can over like a lampshade over his head. And he's just like playing piano. No, I have shirtless. It's might be my favorite video. It, it makes me laugh every time. That's awesome. I mean, I saw the one with him with the wrestling mask on next to marshmallow guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I thought it was awesome. Again, 
I was happy. I mean, one, I wasn't happy when it's overtime because of like I wanted the Niners to win, but also like as a football fan, I was like, I'm happy it's in overtime because we get more football to end the year. So uh, going back to football for a second, and I'm just kind of having this thought on the spot, but do you think that long term, potentially, this Super Bowl? is bad for Patrick Mahomes in a statistical standpoint moving forward because this proves that the Chiefs don't need to invest on the offensive side because eventually with Reed and Mahomes, they're just going to figure it out. No, I think I think their GM in that organization realizes that they still need it and they kind of were like, the defense let us save this like saved us and i mean patrick mahomes has said this numerous times so that's not like breaking news it's like the defense we kind of wrote the defense a lot of the year um so no i don't think that anybody that tries to replicate this by not paying wide receivers are going to suck because your quarterback's not patrick mahomes yep um and you don't have that good of a defense unless you're the ravens right now and Um, even then and even then they they got beat by the chiefs this year yeah exactly for sure in the playoffs for sure um um so no i don't think so i think that and i still think the chiefs go out and pay big money to a receiver and yeah i think that's kind of it i think that they they know what they are going to need to try to repeat we should probably talk about the 49ers a little bit absolutely um this sucks for the 49ers i was really hoping they would get one uh or specifically kyle because he's been so close so often uh but um you know, what it comes down to, and we say this all the time in football games, is you need to capitalize when the other team gives you a chance. Points yep. off turnovers. The 49ers had every chance to win this game, and you didn't get it done. It wasn't the refs. It wasn't the play calling. It wasn't Brock Purdy. It wasn't, you know, it, you had multiple chances as a team, and you didn't capitalize. Yeah. So I'm wondering, uh, from your standpoint, this off season, this, you know, going into next year, I think we all look at the 49ers and say, yep, you're still a playoff team. That's going to be easy. But I wonder like, what do they need to add to bring home the Lombardi? Because there's um, no glaring holes on this team. Yeah. They could probably use some help in the secondary. If Hafanga doesn't get hurt, that's a huge thing. Huge Greenlaw thing. doesn't Greenlaw doesn't tear his Achilles walking onto the field. Seriously, that like, was crazy. I'm sorry, like, like there were so many things that were like freak incidents where it's like, okay, well, you know, you can't plan for that to happen. So there's no preventative thing for that. So is it is it simply just a, you know, hey, keep doing what you're doing, try to upgrade some of your depth and hope the cards fall differently? I think that's really hard for 49er fans because you want to point at something and say, we need to fix this before next year. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's I, not really anything that jumps off the page. Right side of the offensive line would be my thing. Okay. Like, that's my thing. Because, like, you could see it in the Super Bowl. Every time they ran to the right, they're gaining one yard or losing yards. They go to the left, they're gaining seven. I think they were down their starting guard on the right-hand side. Yeah, I just think that, like, I think them redoing that, I know that they talk about cornerback. You obviously brought up the safety already, which I think was a huge loss for them just throughout the season. And then, I mean, obviously they fired Wilkes today. So, I mean, they're going to have a new defense. Which felt, coordinator. how do you feel about that? I mean, he, the defense took a huge step back this year. Like, people are, like, shocked because it's, like, right after the Super Bowl. Like, I think it was going to happen no matter what. Like, I mean, he played a soft zone all year. 
It was like, that's the worst this defense has been in what, like six years, it feels like. Yeah. Like, so I can see it. And also like, Vrabel, question mark? defensive coordinator? Like, no, 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 no. Vrabel is a uh, is a unpaid, unofficial coach at the University of Wisconsin, man. That's, uh, that's where he's going to be. Um, I know you want that, but I'm just saying. I no, think no, Vrabel, no, 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 no. I don't. Sick. It's not that I want that. That's what he's doing currently. I, I know. I'm saying like you want that long term, and I'm saying that like I it's think that like the, the moment the Niner the Niners were calling, I mean he's bouncing right. So yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways, I mean, one thing we do need to get into again. Actually, before I end, I want to say congratulations, Chiefs Kingdom. Super cool. Oh, like three out of four. What's what's wrong? I thought you were gonna say congratulations to me. <laughs> oh, Dan, Dan, congratulations, Austin. No, for the no. betting thing. I'm about to. I'm getting into that. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, um, anyways, so congratulations. Um, three out of four, just awesome. Like, just so cool. Like, that's all you can say. Um, now let's go over to our betting because that's obviously what we do mainly on this podcast. Um, Dan took down the king and is officially our 2023 champion on gambling, finishing with a 54% record. And that, and then I tried to come back, did not, 53%. Got me barely, congratulations. First time on this podcast I've had a lose. I've not won outright. And then Austin, struggle bus in the playoffs. Weird, it's almost like betting against your team. He did it, he did it to himself, um drops to under 50 percent uh that actually makes it so austin is still i don't think has ever finished above 50 percent. so austin has gotten last every year we've done this correct i mean it, it's it's th- that is obviously a very uh slanted view because for multiple years it was just you and austin um correct. so if you're not but hey if you're not first you're last uh and it is a uh, tradition that if Austin's not on the show, we find a way to drag him <laughs> at some point. So, Hey, we checked that box. Um, but no, I think, you know, Austin would tell you uh, that um, he did his part Yep, and uh, he he'll, he'll take, he'll take the Super Bowl over, uh, you know, winning bets. So Trace uh, and I would, I guess, rather win money because our teams never win us anything in real Correct. life. Correct. Yep. I, yeah. So each, uh, we're all winners in a way. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, uh, so I guess it's on to, I mean, you can call it draft season. You can call it dynasty season. It um, is dynasty season. Free, dude, free we're already, um, I got my first trade of the off season in. I'm working on we, one right now. Oh, I know we've talked about our dynasty league in the past, but, um, I guess, you know, now that it's official, do we want to break it down a little bit and just, you know, because uh, I think it's a very interesting trade that I made, and a lot yeah. of uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of what ifs and uh, well, it coulds. So, um, for anyone that doesn't remember from off season, because I know if there's one thing everyone cares about, it's my fantasy team. It's somebody else's <laughs> fantasy league that they're not right. So we are in a dynasty league with a very large uh, defensive player emphasis, a lot of starters, and it's a super flex league, so you get two. Uh, excuse me, uh, two starting quarterbacks, basically. So I made a trade uh, last night, and I traded away uh, Jonathan Mingo, uh, who will be a second-year wide receiver for the Panthers, 
and Baron Browning, outside linebacker, D-end for the Broncos. And I received Russell Wilson and a 2025 third-round pick. So Russell Wilson, obviously, uh, he's currently 35. He's going into a offseason of a lot of question marks. I think it's safe to say he'll be playing for a different team next year if he's playing at all. Uh, there's some people who believe he just won't be playing at all next year, which I think he's definitely going to be playing somewhere, obviously, traded for him. So uh, I'm wondering on uh, what your uh, honest reaction to the trade is, and uh, feel free to uh, drag me if you must. Uh, no, I think it was a win for you. Uh, anytime you can get a quarterback that I think will be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year and you don't give up a first rounder, um, that's success. Yeah, that's my So uh, I guess it's worth noting that uh, me trading away Mingo at wide receiver, I also have Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, and A.J. Brown. So I wasn't going to bench any of them to put Mingo in the lineup. Correct. Um, but uh, you know, there's been some rumors about Russ potentially going to Atlanta. He would do well. Um, he would do, and well. I would, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I know the uh, Giants fans had a fascination with Russ prior to his trade to Denver. Um, I don't know if that's an option with Daniel Jones coming back. I guess the Vikings could be a suitor if Kirk Cousins goes elsewhere. Well, if you're going to uh, pay a quarterback, you might as well just pay Kirk, right? Well, right, but if if Kirk, I'm just saying, if Kirk leaves, yeah, I you know, let's say yep. Kirk chases the bag to yeah, Atlanta or whatever, you know, something something doesn't work out where Minnesota, uh, you know, maybe drafts a developmental guy, maybe they get like a JJ McCarthy, and then they just need a starter for a year. They're like, hey, JJ's a year away, so bring in Russ for a year on a rehab deal. Something like that, I could definitely see. Me too. Uh, but yeah, yeah I think he, I think he definitely plays somewhere. Yeah, uh, could also see Russ in Pittsburgh. I think that yep. would kind of go hard. Uh, yep. Is they're looking for a? I mean, it sounds silly because it's the NFL, but they're looking for a professional quarterback. Yeah, they are. Like <laughs> yikes. So yeah, I agreed. Um, so again, I I think he's a starting quarterback next year somewhere. Um and yeah again you didn't give up a first honestly you didn't even give up a second so uh that's, no I got that's actually it. got a third you got you actually year. got a third so yeah I think it's I think it was a good trade on your part um Gee, thanks we'll, we'll we'll dive into oh well so here's a question are you gonna try to win this year or are you gonna try to tank again because you tanked hard last year so I planned on winning last year and then and I planned on, on tanking. Got- <laughs> and everyone on my everyone on my team got hurt and I lost like multiple games by like 10 points. And I was like, okay, I can either go all in and like maybe sneak in as like the five seed to the playoffs. Or I know this is a really strong draft class. I can kind of pack it in for this year, trade off some older assets. I have a lot of good young players on my team, you know. So I was like, all right, I can kind of retool and then go all in next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. One thing our league, I think, has not still even a year in, has not fully realized is how important we've put IDP into this league, like how important mm-hmm. defense players are. And I am stacked on the defensive side, and nobody yeah. wants any of my defensive players. And I'm like, there was a reason why I 
ran away with yeah, it. Yeah, no, and I um this is something that uh you know I have Max Crosby. I put an emphasis. I had Max Crosby and Roquan Smith. You could argue those are the most important ID players out there. Yeah. Oh, sneeze from sneeze from Ooh, did, 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 did I did I get the mute in? Yeah, you did. You're good. You're oh good. man, that was it was one of those like old guy sneezes where I think I threw out my back. Totally. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean to a certain extent, you gotta be really good to find defensive streamers. Like there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Um, in terms of who they're playing, how the you know the defensive style of play, but yeah, defense like these guys are scoring 30, 40 points a week, and those are like quarterback numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yep the top the top defensive players we should say make sure people are gonna make what kind of league are you in like the top guys. But yeah, anyways, so interesting. We'll dive more into overall dynasty very soon. Free agency. I mean, I'm going to start really diving into free agency this week. So over the next couple of weeks, I mean, we are what almost a, exactly a month away from free agency. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, as a show, we'll probably do a at least week two. On, at least yeah, two we'll probably weeks. do an offensive week. Probably do a defensive week. Top yeah. guys, where we see them fitting, and then that is kind of the intro that sets the base for draft season. Exactly. Like right now we can say, yeah, so-and-so is going here. We can say that, you know, oh, Atlanta is going to take a quarterback. New England's taking a quarterback. And then shit, one of them might sign Kirk Cousins. Exactly. You know, all and all of a sudden, there. and all of a sudden, like, ooh, New England signed Kirk Cousins. Now they can draft Marvin Harrison. They can trade down, you know, X, Y, Z. So free agency really is the first wave of draft season because then you can see where teams uh, are playing their cards and where they're kind of looking to shift draft wise. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. Well, that does it. Um, I mean, I really was expecting Austin to be back in time so we could hear his thoughts and everything. I guess uh, maybe we'll dive into that a little bit more next week. Um, again, Austin, I know you're listening. So I hope you had fun at the parade. Um, I guess that's it. Sorry. I, I guess that's it. I, I was trying to think. Do you, you, like, you want to bring us over here, team? Also, oh, sorry. All these early top 25s for college are starting to come out. And oh my goodness, it is getting me already um, excited for college football. So I have a take. Okay. Florida will not be bowl eligible. Ooh, that's. Actually, a very that's that's actually a hot take. I I'd say. Uh, you should look at their schedule. Do you want to do everybody? Uh, this is uh, one everybody of my favorite this. things. Is everybody? Everybody, grab your phone. Everybody, type in Florida football <laughs> schedule twenty twenty four. Okay, we're all we're all taking a journey together. Okay, okay. on it. Okay, Logan. and what happens is we got. First game against Miami. Miami. Let's give them a win. I think I I think I mean here's the problem is you like you forget like transfer portals and all that. Okay, stuff. okay. So, so you know what? Let's uh let's let's skip that and we'll come back to it. Okay. They're gonna beat Stanford. Stanford. I think Texas AM beats them. Yeah, so one and one. I think Mississippi State beats them. Yep. Two and one I think and two. they probably beat UCF. I think so as well. So two and two. I think Tennessee probably beats them. Agreed. Three and two. I think Kentucky might beat them. They just so, do so. 
All right, all right. Benefit of the doubt. I'll give them a give them a win there. So three, and three. three and three. Three and three. They play Georgia. Lost three and four. They play Texas. Texas. Three and five. They play LSU. Three and six. They play Ole Miss. Three and seven. And then they play Florida State. Let's say they let's say they pull this out, right? Like, okay. I don't, like four, four and four and, four and eight. Four and then then we go back to Miami. So best case scenario is five wins. Okay, that's actually not that's actually not a hot take at all. That is a brutal schedule. <laughs> Absolutely really brutal. It really is. Um, so uh, where is Billy Napier coaching in twenty twenty six? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. And it's too bad because I do think he's a good coach. I do. I just think that um, he inherited a very shit situation in Florida. Yeah, and they're just not gonna let him build it for four years oh, they want right. it they want it right now they want it right um now. yeah so it yeah, does no, show... I think, uh... sorry go, go ahead, ahead. No, uh... I, was gonna say, I think uh <laughs> us breaking down the uh 25s it would be fun to do a um do a playoff and everything once the portal officially closes here yeah. uh with the coaching changes it reopens uh for certain schools um just to do a uh early look at our top 12 uh, for next year because we finally get the playoff. I think that'll be super fun. And uh, yeah. And then uh, to revisit that even Later at the beginning, on. you know, even, yeah, like as we get close to the season and then of course, before the playoff starts would be very, very fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ole Miss is probably going to be in the top like seven to start the season. I was hoping uh-huh. that they would, I was hoping they'd find a way to like finish, start like 10 or so to like, they needed like the, so I, I used to do this with Wisconsin all the time. Like the best case scenario was for Wisconsin preseason to be ranked like 20. Yeah. Okay. But if they started ranked like eight, they were going to finish outside the top 25. Like it's a guarantee. That's fair. That's, that, that's, a fair you gotta thing. be hungry. You gotta yeah. be hungry. Yeah. I'd be hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Utah starts probably around 12 this year would be my guess. Uh, Utah is one of the, so we, we have the Notre Dames that get helium. Every offseason, you know, they get a lot of blue blood uh, hype. Utah is one of those uh, teams that gets deflated for no reason at all. Uh, We've obviously talked in great length how much better we think the Utah team is going to be next year with uh, not only uh, superstar quarterback Cam Bad Moon Rising back, but also uh, my uh, personal crush and Brent Keithy. So uh, I think Utah is going to be really good. We looked at their schedule. There's not a lot of tough games. There's a trap game or two. So I think Utah is going to be one of those teams that everybody's like, oh, yeah, that team that's always good is uh, good again. Who would have thought? And this year the schedule kind of breaks their way, uh, you know, looking at it six months out. Yeah, exactly, six months out. We'll see how that all turns out, but – um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for all that type of stuff. I'm really excited for free agency. I think that this year is going to be, I think this year can get a little crazy. I think there are going to be some teams that are like, okay, it's time for us to make a move. I think there mm-hmm. are a lot of teams in that area. I'm really excited for Washington. Uh, currently yes. they are scheduled to have the most cap space and they also, you know, have a new front office, new coaching staff, new everything. So I'm very intrigued on how they look to rebuild, reload, and refocus that entire fan base into getting a winner sooner than later. Yeah, they stole a couple uh, Niners coaches today. Yeah, I saw that. Their defensive line coach and uh, Anthony Lynn. So so who is going to be coordinating the 49ers defense next year? Obviously, Wilkes is gone. Again, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see 
who they end up going with. It's gonna be wild. But I'm they're gonna get somebody good because somebody's gonna be like, Yeah, I'll take I'll take on this. Yeah, talent. I'll go I'll go I'll go coach with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Exactly. Yeah, I'll coach Nick Bosa. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Fred Warner. Yeah. So all right, okay. 2023-2024 season officially done. It's on to the offseason. We appreciate you all. Tonight we've been talking football.